Why don't we talk about, you know, if you want to be successful, just two basic things, you know, uh, you got to refuse to be average mm -hmm. and then you got to overcome adversity because there's going to be some train wrecks or, or, or derailments, whatever, you know, and you, storms and you just got to fight through it. Well, let me ask you a couple things though. How'd you get started in baseball? When, when did you start playing young? I didn't start that young, you know, as compared to how kids are now. My first organized game was when I was 10. Uh -huh. You know, now you got kids at five and six and things yeah. like this. Uh, but yeah, it was 10 and uh, it, was, it was a crazy story. A lot of people, you know, uh, don't know this, but uh, I went to one tryout, mm -hmm. okay? Right. In Northern Little League and I didn't go back because I was a little bit intimidated and scared. Uh -huh. And uh, so everybody in my neighborhood though, got on teams and everything, so I, I was kind of jealous. So I went to a kid down the street, his name was Ricky Jones, and I said, can I go to practice with you since you're on the team and just see what I can do, whatever, whatever. So the coach liked me, you know, and thought I had a little bit of potential. And so we went to, uh, they had a board meeting uh, that night, and then he brought my name up and said that, I mean, I didn't come to one tryout, but could he take me? And so wow. I made such a great impression, nobody knew who I was. Uh -huh. And and uh, and so, first game we had, uh, I went four for four with three doubles uh -huh. and drove in about seven or eight runs and had a couple <laughs> hundred assisted double plays and everybody was, you know, irate. Yeah. They thought that he had hit and was trying yeah, to. Yeah, he got him a ringer. He there. did, and then and they had an investigation, whatever, you know, brought it up. But uh, anyway, I think he had to give away X amount. Back then, you know, you had X amount of points, and so. Uh, Anyway, but that was my story, how I got started. But my first game was so good that I fell in love with it then. Wow. Yeah, so that win carried you from then on. You it did, it did. And, and I love playing all the other sports, but mm -hmm. uh, I was blessed with a little bit of ability, but uh, grew up in a neighborhood where athletics was big. And then I had some, you know, outstanding, you know, youth coaches and high school coaches, college. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was a lot of fingerprints on my career. Though. Right. And your parents also were big supporters. Yeah, they were. They I mean, were. your mom, I, I had a part in her funeral. And, yes, and she was. All I yeah, My dad was athletic in the Army and things like that. And, uh, you know, he built us kind of a miniature baseball field right behind, you know, where I lived. And uh, we even had a little league practice there one day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, we brought the team over. And, you know, he was proud of that accomplishment. But, uh, yeah, he had a, a strong desire for baseball. Didn't know a lot about football or uh basketball but mm -hmm. uh, but you know I had a lot of uh, direction when I was young now did you ever see yourself as a as a coach or do you see yourself as a player coming up well you know I just like anybody else I wanted to be a player forever yeah. you know and then I got in a situation you know I had I had a good college career and, and uh, you know made some all conferences or whatever whatever but the main thing is is that you know everybody reaches that point that you know the uniform is taken away from you and mm -hmm. uh, you know either you're gonna be a Pay professional, make a lot of money, or you know, you got to go into something else. And yeah. I went into coaching. Yeah, and your coaching has been amazing. I mean, to, that's a record. I want to talk about that for a second, then we'll dive into it. But how many wins? Did how many? First of all, how many state championships have you had? Well, you know, it's kind of a a loaded question. You know, uh -huh. the thing is, I've been blessed. You know, but those teams won the championships. You know, I was part of the. Uh, leadership aspect mm -hmm. but you know i didn't i didn't throw the first pitcher but you know swing the first bat but yeah, uh but you know looking back on my career i think though the teams that i've had we won 
12 high school state championships. I won one junior college. The only year I was a head coach in junior yeah. college. So, and that was a great uh, uh, conference we had. They had yeah. North Georgia, Tommy Cantrell, Greg Alton, Columbus State was in that conference. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, and uh, the team I had at Middle Georgia won it. And so, that's a, you know, I'm proud of that aspect too because there were so many other yeah. great coaches in that conference. But uh, I think we've been runner-up seven times. So. Wow. Yeah, and that number of state championships, 12 of those for high schoolers, that's very impressive. And, uh, well, I've been blessed. We had, you know, the thing is that, you know, at, at Columbus and uh, even when I was at Kendrick, you know, I had mm -hmm. great support. And But uh, I was blessed and uh, with some good players and uh, outstanding people more than yeah, anything else. So you can have good players and, you know, you can have the Peak and Valley Championships, but our consistency of our program was not only outstanding players, but better people, yeah. parents included. Yeah. Well, a lot of that too, though, Bobby. And you, you're the quickest I know. The light won't get on you long before you point at everybody else. You know, I'll, I'll say, give me that info. And well, they were great players. You're just the best at giving the right credit. Um, but the fact is, is on one side, most of those parents put those kids with you because they saw the leader you were and they wanted their kids to have a great opportunity. And then you did get some of the quality. I, I remember probably one of the biggest ones was Frank Thomas. Right. Now, when he came, did he come in the, as a freshman? No, I was, you know, I was at Kendrick and I got recruited. We had built one, two straight uh, region championships and then the state playoffs. Back then, mm -hmm. only one team went. So Columbus High had an opening and Bob Nellums, the coach, called me about it. Mm -hmm. So I came over and Frank was a sophomore my mm -hmm. first year. So okay. he was not a freshman. So and people don't realize I even asked Frank about, you know, his freshman career. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, even if somebody's talented as he is, he said, you know, I didn't come out. I didn't go out. I didn't think I could make it as a mm -hmm. freshman, so I didn't yeah. want the uh, rejection aspect. So he wow. didn't even go out because he was kind of intimidating and scared. But anyway, he uh, he came out and wound up hitting fourth for us as a freshman on all, and we won the state championship the first year I was there. Wow! I remember when he was inducted in the Hall of Fame. I saw him give you credit that you know my high school baseball coach Bobby Howard and so. And I know there's been a relationship there, but that the techniques and all those kind of things you taught him, obviously were the right ones because he could use them as he went on in life. Yeah. Was that a lot of it? If you find the players that had the technique and a passion, if you can if, if you can sharpen those things, what, what do you look for if you say, here's a person that this one can be a good player, this one can be great. Is there any way that you can discern that on the front end? The predictability factor is, is so limited because the game is so hard. You know, you can see a lot of skills, but, you know, at every level their challenge is mm -hmm. so greater that you never know if they may burn out. You know, the old Peter Press, right. everybody rises to their level of incompetence. And, mm -hmm. you know, so you some of them get stuck mm -hmm. and uh, some of them get tired of the uh, the process or the competition as they get yeah. older. It's, it's a grind, a long, hard grind. And then you get somebody like Frank that got better at every level. Uh -huh. And there's a few of those, you know, we've had, uh, I just had one kid uh, this past summer, Jordan Weems got picked up by Oakland. So mm -hmm. that was the fifth kid that I had coached and made it to the big wow. leagues. And, you know, you try not to, uh, oh, you just try not to screw them up. Yeah, I mean, they're so right. gifted, you know, athletically. But, you know, like we talked about before, you got to have all the attributes at that level. I mean, the, the attitude, the work ethic, yeah. you know, the toughness, the durability, the luck factor of staying yeah. healthy. But, 
you know, those guys, you know, like I said, you just try to stay out of their way yeah, and yeah. Uh, just resource them. And, you know, and right. they, they appreciate when you do challenge. I mean, you, you know, even mm-hmm. though they're your best players, you know, you you got to coach them too. Yeah. you got to challenge them because, yeah. you, know, they, you know, they'll go somewhere else. Yeah. And, well. uh, but Frank, I'm getting back to him. He called me, uh, which I thought was real neat. He called me about uh, three or four months ago when mm-hmm. the White Sox job came on. And, uh, uh-huh. And he said, what do you think? He said, I want to get your opinion or whatever. Right. He says, the manager job, I'm thinking yeah. about this, whatever, whatever. And uh, I don't think he went through it because uh, I think they were already, he didn't know it at the time, they were yeah. already recruiting, you know, Tony La Russa, Right. You know, the Hall of Fame uh, guy that was talking to him back. Yeah. And he has some uh, relationships with, uh, in in Chicago, because right. he had managed there before. Yeah. But he said, that I value your opinion. And it was neat that he reached out. And we, yeah. we talked about it. And he yeah. said, I'm going to call you back. And then he called me back and said, well, I think it's a done deal with LaRusso already. But mm-hmm. uh, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. So. But see, that's a great. You, you build relationships with these guys. And that's what real winners, you know that. They do that. They 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 have that way that John Wooden said about, you know, basketball. He said, you know, when you, when you score, always when you turn around, point at the guy that passed you the ball because he helped set you up. And the question was, well, what if he's not looking? He said, he'll always be looking. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, that, that is so true. Yeah, and it reminds me too that that's what the winners do. They always have a way of pointing back, like a Frank will point back at you, you'll point over at him. And, and, and it's a way of giving credit because that's what a team does. But you bring out the best in each other. And uh, Right. Well, he's been good to my family. You know, and, and, you know, I know they got some naysayers, you know, just like they do with me, but yeah. I just – know how Frank's treated me and my family and, uh, yeah. and you know we love them and his family and the same yeah you know, I think he feels the same about us well I've always and this is the part I know about you Bobby I've known this because when I'm out in other places I'll go speak somewhere if somebody finds out that I was from Columbus Georgia if they're a baseball player particularly if they're a coach I, they will approach me and say do you know Bobby Howard and I'm always proud to say oh yeah one of my best friends and the the reputation you have is I, just like the Bear Bryant, I can take my team, beat your team. I can take your team, beat my team. You really have so much between the ears that you bring. And there's a part of that. How much of that do you attribute to it's mental to winning? Um, you know, obviously, you got to have the physical, but, but how much of it is a different level? Well, I think, you know, the experience factor, you know, uh, that one commercial, I think it's uh, insurance farmers or something, you know, uh, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and yeah. uh, the experience factor uh, is huge. Uh, but, you know, I still feel like that, uh, you know, like I mean, you have talked before, mm-hmm. I still have a student mindset toward the game because, mm-hmm. you know, with this COVID thing, everything's flipped and changed. And, you know, it helps that, uh, you know, I've got a son that, mm-hmm. you know, is that played professionally and, you yeah. uh, as a scout now professionally, so yeah. just last week he had me on a couple of Zoom calls that I never would have been uh, you know, affiliated with. But, mm-hmm. you know, and so it, it was good stuff with it that you know that the Royals were sending out there, and they had interviewed George Brett and Chipper Jones mm-hmm. and brought them in to talk. So you know uh, the people that were talking was was talking about those interviews and, and how Brett and Jones had shared their philosophy and. Uh, but it was the pitch. It was the national pitching guy they had and the national hitting guy, and uh, mm-hmm. so. But you know, getting back to him, his age, you know, thirty, mm-hmm. you know, 
he had been away from playing. So right. uh, I, I remember I got a good friend, uh, Bobby Miranda, used to be at Georgia Tech, now he's at Western Carolina. Mm-hmm. And he says, always lean on your son mm-hmm. because he's not away from the game and he hadn't forgotten how hard it is. Yeah. He said, because yeah, sometimes true. we get away as we get older and we forget about the daily grind yeah, and the daily right. pressures. You know, and he says, always lean on him because, you know, anytime you can get those young kids that just got out of the game professionally, mm-hmm. they know how hard it is. Yeah. So they, they can be a lot more sensitive, yeah. a lot more empathetic yeah. toward the player's needs. And your son, honestly, uh, he, he, Will, he, you did a great job with the kids. Uh, Will. Well, I've been blessed. Well, he, he's that boy that respectful, has character, just got a head on his shoulder, a good athlete. Really good effort. I'm glad he's working with the Royals, but he, uh, you know, I know that it was hard on him in a way locally because he's under your shadow. Oh yeah. Everybody's expecting Will to be just exactly like his dad, and that's, you know, that they do the same thing with my own son. He's oh, I know my role. Yeah, sure. And that's a great analogy with yeah. Brent, and then you, and then yeah. I mean, when Will would come into games, whether it be basketball, baseball, you know, they'd be chanting "Daddy's boy," whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And that. So he had a microscope just yeah. like Brent does. Yeah, and he has to wear his own shoes. He yes. can't. He, he can't step into yours. Who you are in his life, anyway, is going to come out. No doubt. But he's and he's had that to be able to learn wisely from. But at the same time, he's going to have his own his own way. And, right. But he's yeah. done good. I wrote a book several years ago called Make a Break for It. Zondervan Publishing came along and asked if I would write it. I waited about 30 years before I ever wrote it. And now it is taking off. I mean, it's been one of the best sellers. Uh, crazy thing is, it's the top selling book in the prison system in America. And I kind of think I know why. Look at the title, Make a Break for It. Now, if I'm inside those walls, that'd be a book I'd pick up. But it's got a whole lot of beneficial advice and insights on how to grow your life both personally and spiritually. And so I encourage you to use this, okay? By the way, a lot of people are using this book as a means to witness to their friends. What they're doing is, is they're saying, I have a friend that doesn't know God or would like to know it. I want to give them this book. It's the life story that I have of how I came to God and how He changed my life and what He's done and what He taught me. And so they would take it and put it in the hands of a friend, then they'd come back and talk to him and find a great experience and an open conversation. So if you've not done that and there's a friend you have in mind that you'd like to talk to, this may be an easy way to approach them. So it's called Make a Break For It. You can find it in any of your bookstores as well as Amazon. You can get it online. I hope you'll check it out. Love to see it in your hands.